Hello, and welcome to the fifth episode of Daybreak, the best place for you to get your weekly news and opinions. I'm your host, Pivot Vader, and today we will learn some listeners' favorite and least favorite things about virtual learning and interview Bob Wheedles, a school teacher, and learn more about his occupation. Also, after the announcement break, a news tidbit on why all salamanders can regrow limbs and how we can understand these insane appendages so maybe one day us humans could do the same. Kind of sounds science fiction-y, right? Well, we'll find out. Now let's get on with the show. So last week there was a small problem with the poll. While I was creating it, it decided to limit the responses to a small group of contacts in my email, and I didn't let anyone else answer. So I'm so sorry if no one was actually able to really answer the poll if you clicked on it. Um, and so that's a little mistake that um, Google Docs or um, Google Quizzes made, and I I made by not checking to see if it was limiting it before I published it. Um, so I'm so sorry about that. So unfortunately, we do not have a poll this week. But I have a little question for all of you out there. So what would you like to hear on the show? Um, I know that it's interesting. Maybe it could be, like, the weather. Like, I don't know, as a segment, like, we could have, like, a weather segment of a certain place. Or we could have, like, a, um, a cooking segment or a crafting segment, reading segment. You know, something something that's interesting to all listeners that can be accessible. So... I want you to send in your ideas and maybe recordings of yourself doing things. So maybe during the poll, we don't just have, during like this time of the show, we don't just have to do the poll. We can do other things, other fun things like cooking, you know, segments or like I said, reading segments, something else. And just something more exciting too. Because sometimes polls can be fun, but they can get kind of boring after you do them a lot. So I just want to know your feedback. So just take a few minutes out of your day and just answer that, please. That would be so great for me to hear from you and what your ideas are. Because this is a largely listener, um, listener-friendly listener podcast. I want to know what you want to hear. So without further ado, it's time for our interview now, since we're not doing the poll this week, um, because of my little mistake. So, it's time to interview Bob Weedholtz, who is a sixth grade teacher at Hamilton Middle School, and who has a very interesting and fun approach to teaching. Hi, Bob. Hi, Peppa. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Oh, doing great. Awesome. Thank you. So, I was wondering, how did you first get into teaching? Uh, that's a good question. It's a long time ago. It's hard to remember. Um, but I think when I was a senior in high school, uh, a teacher randomly came up to me in the hallway and asked if I would like to be a peer teacher. Uh, he asked me if, if I, he was a special education teacher and asked me if I'd like to come into his class every day and uh, help kids with their math or social studies or whatever. So I had to uh, arrange my schedule, and um, I guess I said yes. And so for the rest of the year, I was a peer teacher. And um, after that, when I got to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, my soccer coach asked me to, to tutor his son in math. And so I did that. And then I just started figuring that I it's something I wanted to do. I always liked coaching kids. So um, anyway, so that was, that was 34 years ago, and uh, I've been teaching since. Wow, 
Yeah. Um, how long have you been teaching? So it's 34 years, right? 34 years, uh, 30 of them at sixth grade at Hamilton. So in four years at wow. uh, Lincoln Elementary. So it just like, what, what went into your decision of choosing Hamilton and choosing eighth grade or um, sixth grade instead of choosing other grades that you tried the other four years? Well, the other four years I was teaching third and fourth grade, um, at Lincoln to kids with uh, special needs. And I just wanted a change. Wasn't sure I'd like sixth grade. I thought maybe they'd be a little too old and sassy for me, but <laughs> I just wanted something different. And then when I got there, I found out that sixth grade is the perfect age. They mm. are so smart and capable of just about anything you ask them to do. Uh, they love to learn. Um, they love to laugh and play. And uh, yeah, they're and they're not too sassy so uh, it was a perfect age and so once I started teaching sixth grade I found it really hard to try anything else because I just loved it so much hmm yeah yeah um you've really made sixth grade a very enjoyable experience for me right now so thank you for well um, thank you yeah and for all the listeners he's my social studies and math teacher so it's kind of cool to learn more um but what makes your style of teaching unique well, I, I don't know. You know, I just think that when you are a teacher, you should teach to yourself who you are first, like through yourself. So that means that every teacher is unique. So I can't teach like other teachers because I'm not them. So I like hands-on learning, and I like to be organized and teach kids how to study and to take notes. Um, those are strengths of mine, and those are ways I learn. So um I teach through that. I like to um, have fun while I'm learning. And so I figure other, you know, the kids must. Uh, so one thing I always tell the student teachers that I have or, or, or new teachers is like, be yourself and uh, don't try to be anybody else. And your class will really, you know, enjoy that a lot more than, than if you're trying to, to do something that you're not comfortable with. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how is online schooling going during the break? Well, considering I'm an old man and not very good with technology, um, it's going pretty well, though. I, I uh, had to learn a lot of technology to start. Um, once I figured out how to work the Zoom and the Google Classroom and the Google Docs and the Google Forms, uh, once I got all that, uh, I, I felt a little bit better. But uh, I'd much rather be in class with the kids than online looking at them on a computer. Uh, I, I feel really disconnected and... Um, it just shows how important the classroom really is. And it's, you know, I think people for a while thought there'd never be any teachers anymore because we don't need them. You know, we just need computers. And I, I think this proves that that's, that's not the case. Hmm. Yes. Um, so also, where did you first teach? You were saying something about Lincoln and then also um, about your high school, but is there any other places that you would want to mention? Well, my, my favorite memory of teaching when I was first learning was when I was a student teacher in West Virginia. I went to college in a little tiny town in West Virginia, 500 residents. And so I taught at Bethany uh, Elementary School. And one of the great memories I have of that is my student, my, my practicum or my, my teacher that a cooperating teacher that I was working with was really strict. So I was mm. teaching first grade, if you can imagine. And uh, if a kid did not hand in a paper with their name on it, the teacher would call the kid up and say, is this your paper? And then they, they'd be saying yes, and they, you forgot your name, so therefore I'm going to rip it up in front of you, and it doesn't count. You'll have to do it again. 
and you can imagine the little tears of the kids, but that's how strict she was, uh, and that was remarkable. Um, then when I taught, a uh, student taught also in Wellsburg, West Virginia, and the interesting thing about that was when, when uh, November came around and it was uh, around Thanksgiving, all the students disappeared, and I was like, where are all the kids? There's nobody in my class. And uh, some of the kids that did show up say, well, don't you know it's hunting season? And <laughs> nobody goes to school during hunting season in, in West Virginia because they're all out deer hunting. So that was kind of an wow. interesting thing. But I love teaching yeah. in a very small town in, uh, in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. That is a truly unique experience when you have school off for um, hunting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that shows how centered around hunting that town must be because, like, I mean, you know, we have holidays off at Madison Metropolitan School District mostly because of Harry Perry teacher conferences or snow days or, you know, holidays, but they have days off because of hunting. <laughs> yeah, so. it's all about the culture of where you are. And I think what the interesting thing is, I came to a bigger town in Madison, um, but what you do is you can bring the small town feeling into your classroom. I think that's really important. Uh, everybody's everybody's unique and everybody has what's important to them in your classroom and uh you got to see that in every kid mm -hmm. and you can you could be really friendly and uh and do do things that are unique to you even in a big city like madison or a bigger city yeah so i've heard that you won the cole award so tell me a little bit about that for listeners who do not know what that is and also just want to congratulate you again but yeah well thank you um the Cole Award is, is uh, Herb Cole has an educational foundation, and he's a very, very wealthy man who uh, gives back to, a lot to his community, like you hear about the Cole Center mm. um, mm -hmm. in Madison for the Badgers. That's the same Cole. Oh, anyway, wow. he has this educational foundation that recognizes teachers, and you have to be nominated uh, by a student or parent, and I have been a few times, but um, this last time I decided to try to to uh, get the award and you have to get letters of recommendation and write an S, uh, six essays about your teaching and how it benefits kids in lots of different ways. And um, hmm. so I was fortunate enough to have a lot of experiences that have um, helped me qualify for that. And uh, it's, it's a high privilege, probably the highest privilege a teacher in Madison, <clears throat> excuse me, a teacher can receive in Wisconsin. And I was very humbled to uh, receive that. The school gets a generous uh, money reward, and I get a generous money reward from, from uh, Senator Cole, and I'm very thankful for that. Wow, yes, you definitely deserve it. So, um, what is what has been your favorite part of your job, and also, do you have a least favorite part? Well, the favorite part is the kids, for sure. Um, when we smile and laugh and have fun learning, um, nothing beats that, coming in every day and seeing uh you know, if you have 25 kids in your class, you have 25 different kids. They're all different. They're all fun in different ways, and they all bring something to the, to the classroom. Um, if we're in class, like in social studies, and somebody says, class is over already, I can't believe it, and uh, that just makes my day. There's nothing better than that. Or watching, like, tw 20 kids working in clay or, you know, using glue guns or building something or debating about something, uh, you know, just where they're really active and engaged in, uh, in learning and that's that's the most fun. The, the second most fun thing is watching kids grow up. I have kids that have turned into um, wonderful adults, and 
I have kids as old as 40 some years old now come back and they still remember sixth grade, <laughs> which is remarkable. I don't remember yeah. too much about sixth grade, but uh, <laughs> it's fun to have kids come back and say, I remember we did this and we did that. And I remember the warlords and the Maya and the Middle Ages Fair. And I remember your story about Bob and Olga and all this crazy oh, stuff that we've done yeah. in class. Uh, they remember it 20 years later. So it's, it's just uh, amazing. And the least a favorite is probably, you know, discipline, you know, when kids are naughty. It's important to teach them how to properly behave, but it, that part of teaching isn't a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. That's probably why I love Hamilton, because it's got kids like you who, who are just there to learn and have a great time, and uh, and we don't spend a lot of time worrying about the uh, naughty behavior. Oh, thank you. Um, so what is your favorite room in Hamilton Middle School where you teach? Well, it's not my room because my room kind of smells a little bit, but uh, no, no offense to us. It's not our fault. I'm sure it's the boys' fault. Um, but anyway, my favorite room is Mr. Long's room because it's the messiest, craziest room in the whole building because he's piled with science stuff and uh, and hands-on learning for kids to do in science. I mean, you can't even see the tabletops or the floor because it's so full of stuff. And every day you go in there and his kids are completely engaged in and uh, crazy science experiments and uh, learning, so I love seeing his room. Wow, yeah. I'd be a bit stressed out if I went into, like, a really, like, messy room, but, like, if it was, like, messy and then kids were, like, working on stuff, you could tell that they were, like, working really hard, so I guess it's sort of both, yeah. Well, you may find out in, uh, in eighth grade, he'll, he'll probably be your science teacher, hopefully will be. That would that would be pretty cool. I, science with, like, hands-on science stuff is always really fun. So, what is your favorite hobby outside of school? Well, I've been accused of being a quite an avid fisherman, so I like to fish. But the thing I probably do the most is walk the dog, um, hike a lot, bike a lot, um, boat, camp, spend time with my family outdoors. Um, yeah, I like doing woodworking projects and building projects and um, things that keep my, uh, my hands busy, I guess. Wow, so a guy like yourself, right now, um, being at home, sitting down in a chair, not going outside mm -hmm. as much because of quarantining, all the national parks are closed. I mean, I'm guessing you have some woodland around your house, but still, that must really suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm making the best of it. I get outside almost every day in the yeah. woods near me, so I get out in the woods with the dog almost every day. I live in lake, so I'm very, very lucky to... Uh, out into a beautiful lake and we can go boating and uh, mm. and walk on the pier and uh, so I, I am very very fortunate yeah that sounds really nice right now to walk on like a pier do something like that sorry it's like I don't know it's being at home so long is like kind of getting to everyone I feel like <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. we're all going a little stir crazy <laughs> yes um what do teachers like yourself do when all the kids leave for winter spring or summer break do you guys have any fun in school without any kids well, the teachers, uh, you know, we, we like it when it's quiet at school. It's kind of like, wow, this is what other people have in their jobs. It's nice, you know, you can get some work done. And uh, <laughs> we do play together a little bit. Uh, we socialize uh, uh, once a month or so together. Um, the craziest thing that we do is called the mystery bus. And that's once every couple of years, uh, some teachers arrange this bus for us. All the teachers get on it, and we don't even know where it's going. And it stops at various fun places, like uh, one year we went bowling, and then it would stop for dinner, and then a, maybe a comedy club or something. But uh, the mystery of it is really cool. We've been golfing and oh, just all kinds of crazy parks and things. 
So to me, that's the most fun we have as teachers together is when it's uh, kind of a mystery of where we're going and what we're doing. Wow, do all the grades teachers all go together to a place? Well, it's open to anybody. So I would say maybe 40 teachers do. Not everybody does it. Some We have some fuddy-duddies, you know, that don't want to have any fun, but uh, or they might have, you know, kids that they can't can't leave or something but a lot of us go not everybody hmm. yeah that 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 sounds really fun i wish they had that for students <laughs> that, um, that would be fun to have in class wouldn't it yes yeah what was the favorite what was your favorite place you went on the mystery bus uh the comedy club i like comedy and uh, so <laughs> listening to uh, a comedian was really funny and the, the funny thing was is they told us uh, before the com- comedian started was uh, no cell phones and no talking. Well, you, you have a whole bunch of teachers there sitting watching this comedian, and well, guess what? First two minutes of the show, uh, one of the teachers pulls out her cell phone. And the lady, one of the, the hostess, comes over and says, ma'am, you have to put your cell phone away. Uh, whatever, okay, I'll put it away. And a few minutes later, another teacher starts talking. And the lady comes over and says, ma'am, if you keep talking, we're going to kick you out, because we've told you very clearly you can't talk. And she got so mad, she said, well, if you're if you're kicking me out, then I'm leaving. And uh, so they got up and three of the teachers left. And I'm like, isn't that ironic? The teachers are telling, are, are breaking the rules and getting kicked out of uh, the comedy club, just like they have when they when kids are, are naughty in class, they kick them out. So I thought that was kind of, they got what they, they deserved. I think. So it really was kind of teacher comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was. I was sitting next to Mr. Olson, and we were really happy that they got kicked out because we were trying to listen to the comedian, and we can't. We were getting distracted by him, just like you might get in class by a kid who's talking. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what would you give? Like, what advice would you give to um, a young person who wanted to become a teacher? And what would you say is your favorite part? Well, uh, my daughter is actually becoming the teacher, and uh, mm. she's going to the UW grad school it's coming up. And I, I guess I would tell her to go all in. If you're going to be a teacher, be the best teacher you can be, um, and just make the most of it. Uh, you know, don't gripe about all the hardships. You know, just enjoy the best parts of it. It's the greatest profession, and you'll have the more you put in, the more you get out of it. Uh, mm. If you put in extra hours and extra time with kids, uh, it will be so rewarding and you'll get more out of it than, than you can possibly imagine. And, uh, you know, and that's what you love to do. Then uh, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So work basically being yourself sort of like, yeah, work hard, love what you're doing. Give Mm -hmm. give everything you got, put your heart into it too. Put your brain and your heart and it's not really work. So it's not like I'm going to my job. It's more like, I'm going to my, I don't know, not life, but I'm going to my, uh, what's, what's a good way to passion. Yeah. I'm going going to to do what you're passionate about. Yes. Very few people can say that. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got lucky the first time I got the job that I, that I really liked. So not too many people can get that lucky the first time. Mm -hmm. So, um, also what advice would you give to kids who are going to go into middle school next year? or who um, are younger and who may go to middle school some someday soon in their life, um, <laughs> like what advice would you give them on sixth grade? Well, I think if you just go in with an open mind to do your best and uh, know that you're not perfect, nobody is, and if mm-hmm. you need help, ask, and uh, don't expect you to be perfect. Most of the best people that I know in my adult life were not perfect kids, you know. they uh, Everybody's got flaws, and 
Um, maybe you're not a great reader, and that's okay. The world needs people that can do with maybe the things that you can do, and even though you're not a good reader, um, and maybe you're not best in math, but uh, that's okay. You got you're probably best in something else. Uh, so just uh, you know, enjoy, be yourself, and uh, be open to new experiences. Try things because you'll there's lots of things to try in middle school. Lots of clubs, lots of classes. Give it, give it, give it a shot. See if you like it. You'll never know what you're good at until you try it. Hmm. Yes. So sort of all the saying sort of actually coming into play and then being yourself being probably the most important. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, so I just have one last question. So if you were to choose um, something, like a moment in your life during teaching that brought you the most joy, what would it be? Well, I guess, you know, when I was... Um, applying for this COLE award, I heard from a lot of students that I, former students and uh, uh, parents and the fact that it, the hard work that I had put in for 34 years was appreciated was probably the, the most special moment for me. Wow. Yeah. Th thank you so much for um, letting me interview you today. That was, that was so amazing and I learned so much more. So Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. You're a wonderful interviewer. Thank you again to Bob Wheatholtz for the awesome interview you just heard. And we'll be right back after a quick break. Support for this show comes from DNM Graphic Novel Library. DNM Graphic Novel Library is a library subscription service for kids, teens, and maybe even adults too who love graphic novels. This is going to be a summer subscription service that costs $7 a month and will be graphic novels delivered to your door every single week. Sounds pretty cool. Make sure to wait for details on this show, so stay tuned. Thanks, and now back to the show. Welcome back. This week we'll be investigating why all salamanders can regrow limbs and how we can understand these insane appendages. We all know that humans can heal bones if given the proper treatment and cuts on our skin, but we cannot do what salamanders can. They're able to regrow entire limbs of their body, muscle, bone, and all, and some organs. Scientists still don't quite understand how these animals do it, but they're working on it in hopes that someday humans could be genetically modified to do the same. Sounds like a science fiction novel, right? Well, it's not as far off as you may think. In 2014, scientists at Arizona State University published some recent research regarding how lizards grow back their tails. Surprisingly, they found that mammals share 302 out of 326 of lizard-growing tail genes. It seems that salamanders aren't as closely related to mammals like ourselves, though, so the ability to regrow more than just a tail, if we even had one, is farther from our genes' capability. Even if the salamander doesn't share as many genes with us as the lizard does, there have been several clues to how a salamander has been able to regenerate body parts over the years. Salamanders have a special immune cells called micropenogens that can prevent a lizard from forming scar tissue, or a, excuse me, um, a salamander from, perform, from forming scar tissue in the place the arm, leg, or tail had come off, so the muscle, bone, and skin could grow back properly. Also, a very special gene that mostly appears in younger animals, called LIN28A, 
is a very special is very special because it's been used in experiments to grow back older mammals ears and even toes we haven't cracked the code on this ability yet but it's only a matter of time before humans like starfish some reptiles and amphibians and most importantly the salamander could someday regrow limbs That's it for today's episode. Make sure to subscribe so you do not miss any more episodes like this one. And a big thank you to all the people who did our poll and actually weren't able to get in and submit it. So uh, thank you for trying for that. And a big thank you to Bob Wheatholtz, who was our interview this week. Also, make sure that you answer our little questionnaire. Like I was talking about in the beginning of the show, it would help us immensely to make sure that we're giving you the content that you're most interested in. Also, feel free to send in different ideas in the poll, like if you have a link to something that you wanted to show me. Thanks again to everyone who tried to do the poll this week. I'm so sorry about that. And have a lovely day, everyone. Thank you so much. Pippa, signing off. Thank you.